Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we are back in Berlin and we have Sophia May. Hello, world. <laughs> so I come in peace. You come in peace. You really do. I don't. I don't believe otherwise. You're definitely peaceful. You're a peaceful creature. Thank you, but. That's not what the critics of Emily in Paris would say about me, would oh, they? Oh, you really want to get into this. <laughs> so, I just feel like that's a smooth segue into my rage yes, and, okay. uh, and how my violent propensity yeah, no, no, that's great. brought out by that show. Um, before we started recording, uh, yeah, you brought it up and I was like, whoa, let's save it. Let's save it. <laughs> well, um, you brought it up. So, yeah. Well, you brought it up. Well, we were talking about models because you're wearing an American apparel uh, shirt. I'm wearing, I don't even know what this is. I think it's a Cheap Mondays, which is like the American apparel of Sweden. I think I cut off the tag. Oh, I didn't know that Cheap Monday was like, oh, I mean, I know Cheap Monday. It was a big deal in the Mm -hmm. US when we got our first, when skinny jeans made their first appearance in New York City in the year 2004. Yeah. We, uh, Cheap Mondays were a hot item. They were the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they still like to make good cuts. Um, but yeah, I think it's like Swedish child labor or whatever. Hmm. Oh, can you imagine how it Greta's like, in there. Yeah. Like how just blonde those sweatshop yeah. sweatshops are. Yeah. Good, good, good labor rights and st- stuff. Um, okay. Good so rights for, for kids. those kids at least have rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The right to work in the sweatshop and um, probably Fridays off, I guess, that have to do that as well to... No, Greta Thunberg's Norwegian. Maybe they have casual Fridays. Yeah, casual. Where you can, on, in the sweatshop where you can... Um... Wear your rags. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if they're... Kid, I mean, if it's Sweden, it's like American... They're probably wearing American apparel. They're, that's yeah, their rags. that's their rags, right? Yeah. They're like this old thing. <laughs> and my emaciated body. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, so we're talking about models being skinny, uh, American apparel, having uh, gone down the drain. Oh, hold on. I just need to do a bit of a, a warning, guys. Um, I got back from Australia two days ago and the jet lag hit me yesterday. And so if at any point I'm just, you know, not myself, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering a little bit. Is that my fault? Oh, my God. See? Look at me. Look how unprofessional so I am. So unprofessional. That's, uh, that's my... It's my phone. Fuck. She's really out of it. Though. I'm so out of it. Um, yeah. And the thing is, yeah, the thing is, I like, I, I went, I traveled back in time, which is always what happens when it's you pretty, go. Pretty cool. From Australia to Germany. Yeah. Um, but like, I left Australia on, on like the morning and then I came to Germany that night of the same day, but there was like 20 out, 24 hours of travel. So I, like, I, I won like 12 hours. So the day of travel is just like folded into yes. like a wrinkle in time. Like it doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Which is what my body's currently feeling. It's like being sucked into the core of the Earth's time system. Yeah, I'm struggling, guys. So I'm into the bowels, in, right? Like into uh, the cogs of time and lava. Right, right. Somebody needs to you need to get a mechanic to pull you out and I need some pliers. Yeah. Reassemble you. Get get a spanner. Get a what? A spanner? You guys have is it called a spanner? Well, I we might have them, but I don't know. All right. I don't know about them. I thought you had power tools. Me? Yeah. I mean, I have a hammer. <laughs> Dude, weren't we bonding over like, because you haven't been to my apartment since I had a boyfriend who was a handyman and and how I benefited from that. 
and and since he like we broke up i've invested in power tools and you were like yeah isn't it great how like <laughs> we just need the tools and men just like they gatekeep these jobs and these the confidence around doing isn't it great you, you don't have any tools i mean what do i have i mean, i must have that didn't come from nowhere but i don't think that i have any tools i appreciated feeling supported <laughs> but you were lying okay. no, no I just trying to right i'll just say anything right <laughs> to support a woman yeah you're coming in pieces now okay no um all right so let's talk about emily in paris okay I, my my interest in this is that um i've never watched it and on the train ride from frankfurt to berlin after my like 28 hour journey i then had a, I, I was like you know what getting back from frankfurt to berlin I think I'll catch a train because that's a good idea. And so that was another seven hours. And halfway through my trip, it was like leaving at midnight. Which, by the way, Anna said um, reminded her of being uh, a Jew during the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. That my- it was almost as bad. It was, And you know what? As a Jewish person, I believe her. <laughs> yeah. The, honestly, though, the trip to Australia. What she described was just unimaginable. Oh, the trip to Australia. I talked about it in the last podcast episode. It was a riveting episode. There should be books written about your journey. <laughs> like Hannah Arendt should yeah, right. write a book. Well, I. Okay. I don't know who that is. Oh, she's like the. Uh, she's like the. Uh, the ultimate authority on what happened during the Holocaust. Oh, really? Yeah, and she, Hannah Arendt. Hannah Arendt. And she wrote, like, she wrote The Origins of Totalitarianism, Uh which has three parts. uh, Why is she the... She's just, like, she's a historian, historian, Mm. historical political writer, and she's just one of, like, she was one of the most... um, She, I guess she was, like, one of the most insightful political... Uh, critics of the mm-hmm. Holocaust. Um, okay. One of the few critics of the Holocaust. One of the few. <laughs> very insightful. She really. Uh, she. At what point did she come away. come up out? Like, was she like writing stuff in the fifties, or was she writing stuff more in re- more recent times? I guess it was probably. It was definitely in the 1900s that she was writing. and So sometime between the Holocaust like and, and 2000. the millennium. <laughs> Sometimes between the Holocaust and when the Backstreet Boys dropped their millennium album. All right. Oh, no, I don't know the millennium album. Um, okay, so at some point she wrote some stuff um, that was... Yeah, okay, so she's... But we don't have to talk about but that. Is she, but is she like... talk about Emily and Perry. Is she important? <laughs> it's more important. Like, has she been the target of, like, Holocaust denial? or hate or is she just like someone that people reference a lot when they ever need to um reference like true data regarding what went down oh yeah okay well maybe you've heard of uh she also wrote the banality of evil eichmann mm-hmm. in jerusalem like oh, she wrote like evil all the biggest books mm-hmm. cri- that were uh you know critical responses to the holocaust like okay. you know she she did her due diligence to um to dissect the underlying forces mm-hmm. that were at work yep. behind all these atrocities. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's just like, it's, she's, she was good. She was yeah. really good at what she did. Yeah, but yeah. she also came under fire because the banality of evil is talking about how there's something inherent in human nature that's capable 
of doing such terrible things. Mm -hmm. And so, like, mm -hmm. there were a lot of critics for that. They were like, you yeah. can't say that. Like, you know, this was a, a special case. And she's like, no, human beings can be very... Like mm. this, this shit can get. It's like I mean, this she was trying to tell the truth, anywhere. right? Like, with the right circumstances. Like we but, have to mm. look at the truth of this mm -hmm. if we want to prevent it from ever happening again. And uh, you know, people yeah. don't want to know that. People don't yeah. want to know a lot of difficult, true facts. For sure. Um, yeah. So the book I was reading was is by Primo Levi, and he addresses some of those things at the end, which um, in like a question answer format which was very cool and yeah his perspective on that stuff's interesting but anyway uh holocaust look my trip back was actually lovely um but i bring this up again um because um like my trip and i, th I think talking about tr like bad travel stories is just like the most old person relative thing to do right like it's not no one it's like ha talking about your bad customer service experience it's just like no one no one cares Oh, that, that's funny, because that topic really gets me going. <laughs> you, you should talk to my mom. <laughs> you have to get along really well. I mean, I'm like... Because my mom can go for days. I love to complain about customer service and how I've been wronged. That's why you live in Germany. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I live here, yeah. <laughs> like, it gets, it gets you going. Nothing that, more mm. satisfying. Oh, did I see a... Someone said something about how, um, yeah, whenever they see bad customer service, that's when they get really excited and they're like, ah, oh, like, like, what's gonna happen next? Oh, oh, yeah. Some and then comedians they get up, got a they bit get about close, them. and they're like, okay, why well, you not? Know, I got a good seat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. That you know, was some some fucking um, Instagram that, reel. Mm. Sorry, I just wanted to say this is very dumb, but that is how I respond to public male gay sexual behavior. Like, public displays of affection by gay men. Like, mm -hmm. once I went to a gay club here Just with once. a bunch of gay guys. Yeah, unfortunately. This is, it's actually a sad. My, my, my numbers are really down. Oh, really? But, um, but I went there. Wait, wait. I went there, and then um, there was, like, a show where there was this, like, hot twink getting fisted by whoever wanted to. Oh, you and, went to the right club. And yeah, and like everybody, people would just get up, they volunteer, they just like uh, 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 suck them out. Like the ugliest guys were finally getting to live out their fantasies of sucking the dick of a handsome young boy. Mm -hmm. And I, like as soon as I saw, I was in the back of the room, I walked in, I was like, what are they doing here? I was like, oh my God. And I just pushed my way to the front. I was like, get out of my way. I'm gonna, I need to be at the front. <laughs> And like just so I could watch it as closely as possible, and I was like, it's one of my favorite things. Wow, how is this related to bad customer service? No, it's why you live in Germany. I don't know. I don't remember. How did you get to that? Oh, pushing my way to the front because that was just the oh, joke that's... I made. Okay. Right. Okay. With the comedian who's like, they like to. Let them watch and they're excited. Yeah. Okay. That's you pushing your way to the front to see some man on man fisting. Right, right. Some like. Ugly, IRL ugly boy game. getting his mouth filled with this cute young boy. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. That's... <laughs> One of my okay, this, we're gonna get to Emily in Paris. We are. We better. But my favorite gay club experience of like being an observer was um, it wasn't Berghain just to drop the fact that I've been there, but no. <laughs> you can. I've also gotten in. It's fine. We are both part of the club. We are. And we can look down our noses at everybody else and who hasn't gotten in. Losers. Um, so uh, yeah, the best one was uh, the, yeah, it was my first time there, and I watched or second time, and it was this um, <laughs> still dropping stuff. <laughs> 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 I 
it was in Panorama Bar, and there was there was a guy fucking a guy who was fucking a guy. What? On That's the a human centipede. I know. I was like the human centipede fucking. Human centipede penis. Sorry. Yes. That's the human. Wow. Human centipede. Were yeah. they? That's amazing. That's human my centipedal. Penal. Oh, it didn't work. Humanal centipede. That's pretty good too. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I like the human center penis. Humanal. That's that's the best one. That's a humanal, <laughs> humanal centipede. It's inhumanal. <laughs> it was in, yeah, inhuman, yeah. Humanal centipede. Human, inhumanal. Inhumanal. It's, it's in the human. Okay, we need to stop this. Uh huh. Yeah. No. I or we never stop. Or we never stop. We double down. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they did. That's what they did. It was impressive, and they were still dancing. Well, it was German dancing, but you know, they were dancing on the dance <laughs> right. floor. As well. So they were going like this. Yeah, yeah. There, there was like a bop. You know, there was a, a head bop with like occasional like arm lift, but they were all you know like into it. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the guy at the front was just a happy like cheerleader. Yeah. He didn't great. have to put his dick in anything. He just had a dick. Was, like, the middle guy is the doll. winner. Oh, he is. You're right. He's the winner. <laughs> He's That's the... right. They probably all. I guess if you get you get a top and a bottom for the front and the back, and yeah. then you get a versatile middle. Yeah. And then you get a hungry happy. little hungry little cow- caterpillar in the middle. <laughs> And then you got the humanal center penis. Although I guess actually, okay, so that's the cent- human cent- humanal center penis. Mm-hmm. A human centipede that's just like a sexual human centipede would be a. You can do it with women Talking too. Head, is yeah. that she's giving head because that's how it is. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, it's mouth. It would be it'd be oral to oral to back. anus. It doesn't have to be. Well, because you've got. Oh, but if you're doing the food thing, if she's constantly if she's, swallowing. Right. No, but. I wonder. Okay, could you? You'd have you like. You can a, also only have. I feel like we need a whiteboard really just, and we can draw it out. Yeah. We're just thinking about an Eiffel Tower. Um, oh a, yeah. A, a, le, a, a less classy Eiffel Tower. But an Eiffel Tower. Oh, I'm thinking the Arc de Triomphe. The what's an Eiffel? Because an Eiffel oh, Tower I is would, when it's the same as an Arc de Triomphe, right? Um, I don't. I don't know. It's it, well. The Eiffel Tower is where. So oh, the Art Art de Triomphe is probably like just the um, the connection of the woman sucking the penis and getting a penis in either one of her two viable holes mm-hmm. in the back. And then the difference is that for an Eiffel Tower, the dudes up top high five. Yes, right. Yeah. So that's the that's the moment of Eiffel Tower is when the hands touch ah, at the top. The, okay. The point of. I think the Arc de Triomphe is two women, two men, and they kind of make like a bridge thing, and um, it's more like. <laughs> and then the, the what are the women doing? Just making out? Mm, they just high five. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Good. At least there's a lot. Of, at least there's also high fiving going yeah, on. Yeah. None of that lesbian <laughs> shit. Just high five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ew! Don't be gay. Oh, gross. <laughs> Exactly. Don't kiss. Ew. Big men are probably like, ew, 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 ew. Don't. No. No. Don't be gay. Don't be gay. <laughs> okay. There's so many different lady fags. In the lady words of pa- I didn't invent that. That's Patrick's. Yeah, I love. I want to give him all the credit in the world. Patrick Moore, lady, lady fags, fag term coiner. How do you feel about like um, the like the bundle of sticks word? Do you feel like you can say faggot? Oh, uh, absolutely. But but what the way I like to say it is like. It's kind of like the way With I do my 9-11 bit. I go, oh, fucking faggots. 
Like that's how you make it work. And I'm sure there are other voices that will really bring it home too. Fucking faggots, but the fucking faggots. But that's how we did it in New York. That's how it's <laughs> always done. smoking. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you can really imagine that woman being a homophobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not really being a homophobe, but just having no filter. Yeah, you know? I, it's my. I think it's my favorite word that I'm scared to say. Oh, it's my favorite. I don't really get why we can't say it anymore. I feel like that's a weird. That was. That does make sense to take away. Because it's such a, it's so joyful. It's so joyful. I actually, <laughs> in Australia, I knew a woman who had faggot tattooed on her breast. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah, how cool is that? Nothing's stopping her. My mum's mom. first comment when she saw that was, but what will her child think when it's breastfeeding? <laughs> it can read. <laughs> the babies can read. They're born knowing how to swim and read. Exactly. And the thing is, is that if you don't, if you don't birth them in water, then they won't just naturally swim Mm -hmm. but if you do then they naturally swim and the same thing with reading is that if you don't expose them to literature right away then they won't know how to read but if you do then they just like it's instinctive they know how to read exactly like tadpoles know how to read instantly yeah (laughs) (laughs) so okay so hold on um there was okay so wait 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 uh, faggots. Okay, fags. Yeah. I love the word. I want to say it for. I feel like we can say fags. Fine, like fag is fine, but fag. I like saying what a fag. It's I like, just like saying like what a, what a fag. Like, yeah. but it's like a love. It's in term of endearment fag. for me because I love I love gay people. I don't totally. have and I don't have a homophobic bone in my body, unfortunately. Right. That's how much I love them. That I'd love to have a homophobic. I love some homophobic. Homo- oh, not a homophobic, but a homobone. A homobone. I love a homobone. Oh, love a homo. But wouldn't. Okay. Uh, you'd love to have a homobone. But, like, you you don't. The thing is, we can say. Like, the thing is, I feel like society, <laughs> society's got to the point where it doesn't matter how much your actions and everything you say show that you're not homophobic. You can say one thing, and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, you're homophobic. And it's like. Are you fucking kidding me? Like Right, it's a gotcha thing. It's because everybody's like, I'm I don't trust your intentions, mm-hmm. so I'm lying in wait for you to slip up. Yeah. And the moment you do, this will shadow this will overshadow your entire personality totally. and your history. And uh Yeah. And it I, sucks. Well, like, I don't get I don't I don't understand how to combat this fear because I feel the fear very strongly. And uh, maybe it's because I've had a couple of run-ins with, like, one or two gay people that just assume, like, despite, like, wanting to hang out with me and being really friendly with me and me, like, also, like, I, like, I, you know, like, how much pussy do you need to eat as a woman before it's like, you can't call me homophobic, like, what the fuck? That's such a good point. It's such a good point. I mean, like, you're you're you've been gay you and and like if you're if you're gonna act out gay stuff i mean there you can have internalized homophobia and there are plenty of yeah, homophobic sure. i mean like yeah. lots of homophobes are gay yeah, yeah yeah but like if that starts being a part of the conversation then the conversation of that kind of homophobe becomes a lot more nuanced and complicated so that but that's not yeah. even what we're talking about no <laughs> <laughs> um, i feel like a lot of this isn't what we were talking about but i feel like um i just feel like oh i had a, i had a moment of clarity there around oh yeah it's you're only homophobic if you're fucking discriminating or like you know like it's only if it's like you're you're being 
you're you're treating someone badly because they're gay. Yeah. And it's like, how are we? Yeah, how are we jumping just from someone's words to like branding their whole yeah. behavior? And it's like, that's it get, gets me angry. I'm sick. I don't like this fear. It's no, it's true. I mean, I think with the same with the word retard, which everyone misses except for a few sour pusses. Mm. And just because of those sour pusses, we all have to. I mean, that's my. That's what I've seen is that everyone misses the word desperately. It hasn't, that's, it hasn't hit Australia yet. Like, my mom so was so just dropping the alphabet constantly, and I'm like, Mommy, can't. You can't say that. Just then she was like, oh, whatever. Mom, you're, you're an intelligent. Like, like, you're aware of what's going on in the world. You can't just be dropping this shit in public. Well, maybe she's a bit of a retard. No, she is. She, maybe she's a bit emotionally retarded. <laughs> It's the only way I can make sense of it. I made a promise not to use it because I researched it and I explained it on the pod, but basically, like, it was the word for, um, yeah, like, like physically and mentally, you know, um, disabled people. And, like, in, in, the, in the law books, yeah, it was the word retard. It was the formal name. And, I mean, also, if you, like... The etymology of the word, it's, it's just... Yeah. That it's, it's that the progression... Of something has slowed down. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, In Italian, like I'm, I'm late is I am retarded. <laughs> <laughs> They're so lucky. They never have to stop. <laughs> I be late all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But but the thing is, we should be able to use that verb. Being like, ah, I'm so retarded. It's like you're going backwards. You're you're not functioning the yeah. right way. But because that word was that word used for. But the thing is, it was used for people. People like that now it's not so you know if you're like oh you're so mentally disabled right 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 then that's mm. Ooh, yeah that would be pretty mean <laughs> be really fucking well, mean. Be mean to mentally disabled people to exactly. refer to you as stupid you right know, through that but i think that retarded's just got such a there's so much party in it because it's it is charged like that's black eyed black eyed peas knew it <laughs> problem and also why we love them is because it's supercharged with decades and centuries of usages and connotations and that's that's all inside of it but I think the thing is about the word retarded is that it diverged so far from like what you would like people people meant something fairly different from what Mm. From, like, actually meaning, like, totally. you're, like, a person with Down syndrome. Yeah. You know, like, I, that is in there, of course. But I think that it just became such a casual kind of, like, fun way to make fun of your friends that people just think of it as that. Like, oh, yeah. like, I just think of this as... I think I think Bill Burr has a bit about that. Also, Louis C.K. has this bit where he's like, you know, when we, we used to use the word retarded, and back when we used it, there were a lot more of them around. Yeah. And now we don't use the word, and you never see them anymore. Yeah. They have disappeared a little bit. Yeah. I was somewhere recently. I was like, oh, that's where they all are. But I'm like... <laughs> where, where are they? I can't remember where it was. Uh, but that's was like, probably the problem. People are was like, getting... ding, ding, ding. I was like, there's so many more here, but I can't remember what city it was. But there's a special city. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking okay. of special Emily cities, city, Emily, Emily in Paris. Emily Paris, Paris, the most special city in the world. Maybe it was Paris. 
was there recently. You were, right. Life-changing. Yeah. Just a year, that was your Emily in Paris story. Oh my gosh. Falling in love, falling out of love in Paris. I got some good material from that breakup. Yeah. Did you watch Emily in Paris on the train? Is that... No, oh, thank you. Yeah, why did I... Okay, my connection was um, train from Frankfurt to Berlin. And it was like a really like midnight train and I was going the whole way to the end. Um, and so I saw all of this change of passengers and the last person to sit next to me was this like little frustrated twink of a female. Um, she was a teenager. And um, pretty masculine to me. A twink of a female. She, she did have quite a strong jawline. Um, she, was a, she was a pretty young thing and very slight and definitely, you know. But she really, like, she sat down next to me, but she really made her presence known. Like, like she didn't have a reserved seat, and I had I was, like, sleeping across both seats. And then her mum comes up and asks if they're free. Now, there's all these other free seats on the train they could have taken, but they chose to sit at oh, our table seats. Oh, my seats God. That is... And, like, wake me so up so that they can sit next. Yeah. And then this little, this little, this little bitch um, really, like, makes her physicality. Like, she takes that. the space. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, what are you fucking... Was she a teenager? Or yeah, or... I think okay. she was, She might have been 18, but, like, just, you know. Like, right, yeah. okay. And she was watching... Just old enough to call a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legally. Legally. And, um... <laughs> I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking... <laughs> like, yeah, like, I made sure when she touched me, she was touching... No, um, but, um, she was... And I made sure when I touched her... <laughs> Her mum wasn't watching. <laughs> so her mum was with her <laughs> across the table. And she was this this young girl who was watching on her phone, Emily in Paris. And it's so funny, every time her mum, like, her mum didn't bother her the whole trip, but like as soon as her mum wanted to interact, she was like, ah, and took her headphones off and had to like, and like very like, in, you know, very kind of smarmily, like, not smarmy, but just like, yeah, that really um, intent, like, like, Attitude filled, like pausing the button on sassily, sassy, sassily, and, like, uh, dramatically, dram- yeah, dramatically, yeah, and just like and pause was like what and took it, and like and then like before her mum had even finished, she'd be like okay, and like press play already, and then she'd be like oh because she her mum hadn't finished, and like and she was so fucking, and I'm like I was that person, <laughs> like I so remember, like not long ago, you know. Just... You can really empathize with her play. Yeah, yeah, but she was. Her mom sounds like a bitch too. Oh, her mom was so Real lovely. Bitch. She was so like, she was so German, you know, the, the haircut and the makeup, and you know, her little packet of tissues, and she was great. I liked her a lot. Um, so anyway, the Emily in Paris that I was watching from, um, like right next to this girl's head. Uh, yeah, it was just like all these really skinny people, and I was like, oh, this little girl wants to be one of these characters for, for sure. Because the way that she held herself and what she was wearing and how skinny oh, she was, shit. and I was just like, and how uptight she was. So, anyway, talk to me about your hatred of Emily in Paris. Well, I wish you'd, you've seen it so that you would, you could, uh, chime in. You know, commensurate okay, with me. I was me. thinking of watching it today. Well, you should. I but... started watching Glow Up instead. Which is a, a makeup artist reality TV show competition. I know what it is. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I don't watch TV, and I am enjoying this so much. Yeah, I, 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 that actually caught my eye as well. Yeah. Um, but, no, uh, Emily Harris okay. is... So, it, first of all, I to respond directly to your experience, I find it very... 
discouraging that young girls watch this show. I, I get it makes so much sense that they do because they're the only people who would enjoy it. Um, but I had forgotten that. I just assumed like everyone watching it was like me and could see how shit and stupid it is. But that's not true at all. And that's why it's that's why it's even more worrisome because the show is like, oh, my God, it's so fuck. I hate watch it so <laughs> intensely. Um, OK, what like what, what what like what's the overarching problem with the show? God, it's there's not. I mean, the first <laughs> it's the arc de triomphe of uh, of TV shows, you could say the sex move. I mean, it's the oh, the sex. Yeah, okay, it's so, the uh, you know, it's just like high fives all around. But but what is it? Superficial. What is it? Congratu- it's just congratulating. Super self congratulatory. Um, it's like okay, so Darren Star is the producer and like director and main writer of the show and he he does everything darren star did sex in the city right Mm -hmm. okay so like sex in the city is pretty great yeah sometimes annoying sometimes annoying but in general overall is pretty good it's also like we need to place it in its time you know like you you need to watch that show and be aware of when it was made yeah totally i just think sometimes like carrie i'm just like carrie come on like he doesn't like you stop like that's the kind of thing where it's just like this is very like her behaviors are very like like sometimes she's really annoying but i think i Mm. like sarah jessica parker a lot so um i'm sure that it's darren star's fault that carrie was ever annoying oh i mean now we know it now we know that that's almost all he is like probably people were just like holding him back and like he had enough checks and balances that Sex in the City ended up only like leaking out a little bit of his annoying vision. But okay, I think so, Emily in Paris is all his, and, and so this anno- he this, just has his run of the place. So that and that vision that you're referring to, like if he'd had his full way with Sex in the City, then pardon me, Sarah Jessica Parker would have been even more fawning and less um, self-respectful and... Right, and less self-reflective. I mean, she's not that self-reflective, but even less self-reflective. And so, Mm. like, Emily in Paris... So Sex and the City ends with... But you've got other characters that do have that in Sex and the City. Exactly, they're real characters. But Emily in Paris, the characters are very two-dimensional, and it's all about this... Okay, so this is kind of like a bit that I've been working on. Mm -hmm. I won't put... I put hardly anything, any effort into it, but it's basically that, like, when I started watching the show, like, the first episode, I was like, wait, what's going on here? I don't understand what's happening. And then I figured it out. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. She's annoying. Is she supposed like, to be annoying? Like, that's what's going on here. Like, she's a really annoying. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, at first I was just like, I guess this is, like, it. This is the show. It's about this annoying girl. Uh-huh. Whether he thinks she, whether Darren Starr thinks she's annoying or not, that's what the show is. <laughs> and then everyone is sort of, at first they all hate her. Thank God. That's what she deserves for all three seasons. Every episode she deserves to be punished. But unfortunately, what happens is that gradually she grows on them because she has this kind of magic of just, you know, like she comes up with an idea and it's vaguely clever and then the whole world swoons. And it's kind of like the lesson in it is just like if you're pretty enough, you can be the biggest asshole in Paris. Is she and an every she's the biggest asshole. It's incredible. I mean, she has no idea. Like this actress, Lily Collins, who's Phil Collins's daughter, even more annoying. It's all through nepotism that she's even famous, but um, she has no self awareness that 
Like, people hate the show. It's famous because people watch it like a train wreck, like me. Like, that's why it's so widely viewed, because you can't take your eyes off of it. But um, when you see her, like, talk, when you, when you see her speak to that in interviews, she'll just be like, well, I think that the show's success speaks to actually how good it is, and da-da-da. And it's like, you don't, can't, aren't you fucking, dis like, just admit it's just a job, and you're disgusted with yourself for doing this job, but you have to do it because you're an actress, and you just have to do it. Mm. You just have to fucking... You know, like, but she doesn't out well. It sounds no, like she doesn't have any perspective around it, and there would be so much on that kind of production if it's um, being made in sincerity, and there's none of this. Like, yeah, oh, then, it's then totally. So it's not much, camp at all. It is completely sincere, which is just yeah. oh, it's and it's so, so there'd be so much um, like you know self-congratulatory talk within that like if that's the the show then that's definitely the culture of the people making it and then that's all she would hear and that's all she could believe right i i think so yeah. i i and also so so now one thing is that all these character all the characters are like they're not as annoying as she is mm -hmm. they're all really good looking that's also part of why it's hard not to watch the show because it's hard to take your eyes off these actors mm -hmm. for how attractive they are but she like, they all like her, love her, whatever. They can't get enough. They all swoon around her. And for me, this is also a part of the what's infuriating is it's like there's no way anyone would like her in real life. This would be the most hated, most despised person in Paris <laughs> for sure. Like, she would be deported based on how distasteful and annoying she is. Like, but instead, all these characters who are just a little less annoying love her and what I realized because that's so that just made is so frustrating and what I finally realized I was I was like oh wait no they're they're all annoying every character that is helps annoying. it helps a lot to realize they're all stupid and annoying and in that world stupid and annoying people like each other actually they all enjoy each other's because they're like that's like me I think like that too I'm curious about the distastefulness like what's something that is this, what 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 is something that Emily in Paris did that was distasteful Fuck, man. distasteful that's an interesting one it's an interesting word oh, like. it's just the dumb shit she says mm -hmm. I mean, they're all like, they all say dumb shit all the time, but mm -hmm. I guess she, uh, she just. Is it like offensive to French culture? Is it offensive to, to feminism? It's, is it offensive to. It's just, in, 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 it, it's offensive to like intelligence mm, okay. like thinking people like so okay this is almost <laughs> the end of my diatribe i don't okay. um which is that so sex of the city ends with carrie moving to paris to be with alexander petrovsky yeah and uh darren star clearly had some kind of like unfinished business with his Paris fantasy for Carrie mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or whatever he like wanted you know he got like a taste and was like oh like it was insatiable so he decided to make this new series which is like a continuum of that mm -hmm. except you know and and so it's like it's got similar aspects to Sex and the City where it's like there's like they talk about sex and they're like vaguely witty but 
uh, barely. It's the cheapest mm. shots. Like, it's so hacky. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Sex and the City is much more clever. Their dialogue, much more real. Yeah. But um, it's also all about couture and high fashion. Mm-hmm. And um, in every single scene, this bitch doesn't make money. She lives in, like, a fucking closet, like, size apartment, like Carrie. But she's, every single scene, she's wearing a new Chanel whatever like giant shoulders headpiece like it's crazy so it's just like honestly it's just darren Starr's like superficial jack off piece where he's just like oh i don't really have to put any like thought into this do i i just want it to like feel good and that's what you get from it is like you're like okay there are lots of bright colors i feel very overstimulated and everybody looks good and uh there's an annoying protagonist that's like kind of his dream. That's pretty much it. All right. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it now. Well, I, I kind of wish you would so that but I you kind could of, also have a chip on your shoulder about it. I kind of want to, but it also sounds, I'm not, I don't know. It's funny. I'm, I'm not very good at watching things that I don't think have any value. Oh, yeah. Well, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, not for everybody. What's wrong with you? Like, not for, like, a lot of people can. Like, I usually don't ever watch reality TV shows. But I think it's because I spend all this time with my family. And so it's kind of like this nostalgic, like, being around them and doing what they do vibe and enjoying that. But I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm watching- like, being, like, a, a stable like wholesome human being without with like deeper family values that aren't based on just like consuming trash uh hold on no like i feel like everything you said and then it got contradicted at the end i guess i didn't understand i feel like the being a stable person that's like human values and and family focused that person watches trash oh so actually so then why don't you watch trash? I can't understand the waste of time it is. And um, like I could be producing as opposed to consuming. And yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sort of doing it now. But I think, you know, and now I'm going to try and justify what I am watching. Like, for example, I love Bridgerton. Bridgerton was, Bridgerton was great. That was very enjoyable. You know, well, it's a fun story. It's pretty mm-hmm. Jane Austen-esque. Uh, diverse nice um, and super sexual um, which of course always I'm... your foot now <laughs> dude okay so flying back on Emirates not a single there was not a single film in all the comedies that were all so family friendly it was like nothing was sort of sexual there was not a single kind of sexual thing right because you're on Emirates and I was like holy fuck I didn't like there wasn't a single thing I wanted to watch yeah <laughs> not even nothing that's that you you are very uh, uncomplicated in some ways. <laughs> really? Like, I, yeah. and I think I need to talk about this. I need to write some bits about it. Like, I am, uh, yeah, like, it's really very one street. Like, it's just, like, my brain is like that. I can't, I can't, ch- like, I can talk politics and, you know, stuff, but like, Fuck them. but like, uh, sex. sex is the most, like, I want all of those interesting intellectual things mixed with sex. Like, that's what is interesting for me. Well, that's, I mean, and that's also, like, that's your strength. So, I mean, because it's so interesting to you, it ends up becoming your strength in your writing, your comedy. I guess. I I think so. Yeah. But I was bringing this up because Sex, uh, Emirates, uh, Emily and Pat. Watching Trash. Oh, yeah. I ended up playing Tetris on the plane as well. which. Yeah, the That's German so much more sophisticated. The German couple next to me were just like, "What the fuck is this adult woman doing?" 
But yeah, but also the reality TV, like the the, the glow, glow up is, you know, that's actually like watching people make art. Right. Well, no, kind of, kind of. I mean, it yeah. might satisfy a similar area in your, like an area in your brain adjacent to the area of your brain that's where people actually, you know, witnessing people actually create art. Like it's yeah. close. Yeah, it's close yeah. enough. Yeah. But I want to, I was going to say that I, the, I don't like reality TV either because mm. I find it voyeuristic and really disgusting for the most part. I think it doesn't but doesn't help humans. Like it, no. it, it it's bringing up the worst. And in all of the interactions, yeah. for example, on this show, I'm like, how much is this just sliced and diced to show us this one element of this person? Like right, right, and to really try to demonize, it's to mm-hmm. create a particular narrative that mm-hmm. you don't know if it was even there. Exactly. Um, but the only value that I can say is is like and i think it's true value is there by watching certain trashy tv shows if they're a cultural phenomena then you get to be a part of the conversation yes and so there's some kind of social value so like um i so i've started watching laguna beach which Mm -hmm. is that's because of pat moore yeah well it's because (laughs) well i i would grow up on the oc and then i didn't watch laguna beach even though it was on but now I'm, I'm nostalgic for it, so I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, now Patrick and I have so much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. it's like, there's like this social value. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a kind of, I mean, you have to be able to stand it too. Like, I can't stand Jersey Shore, even for all the social mm, value yeah, that's that it tough. has. That's tough. Now, there's certain, certain reality things that I just think are um, exploitative. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's not what you, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see people being, yeah, do you have a particular show in mind that you think is exploitative? Ah, oh, Big Brother is pretty horrific. I actually never saw that one. Yeah. I, don't know the... I had a friend that was on it, actually. Um, but uh, but it was like the first, it was the first reality TV show in Australia. Really. And the most horrific, I think. Yeah, like really brutal stuff. Like as in by brutal, just putting people in, yeah, just like bringing out the worst of human behavior. And it's like, that's not... That's not, no. Yeah, I guess you can kind of justify their suffering with the, like you can kind of balance it out with knowing that the kinds of people who want to be on these shows Mm. are attention seeking and I mean, or just money seeking. That's the thing. These things are always promising a certain amount of money. And, um, Mm. and so it's kind of like, there's also a sort of like, whether it's fame or money, it's like, there's a desperation in these people that, and then how much, yeah, how much is that? Like, it's just, and in that sense that they're kind of sad. Well, yeah. I mean, like Teen Mom is such a sad show. Also, though, I think one of the, I think it's one of the best reality shows it's so sad. But the thing is, is that I watch it and really feel for those yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's the show is exploiting them. But um, they all, every every teen mom is wealthy. Like, yeah. fantastic, fabulously wealthy from that show. Ah, so it starts, wow. you know, like, they don't pay them, I think, until the show is over. Yeah. So, like, you you watch them in destitution and their desperation. It's, like, really sad. Yeah. But, like... If those girls actually, if this was their golden ticket, then like, I guess it's kind of better that it existed than didn't. And especially if people Mm. are, especially if what people are attracted to is the force of empathy that it Mm. brings out in them. I mean, that also, that's just particularly me. Like, Mm. I don't like love on the spectrum. I think that's exploitative. 
I don't think those people can necessarily fully consent. I've I've watched what, I've watched a little bit of that again with my family, like three years ago when I was Australian. Last time. It's your your it's, uh, your people's uh, <laughs> ideation. I didn't know I was Australian. I you assumed it was notice. British. You probably you probably hear Australians talk and you just don't hear anything, no, so you forget. No, 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 no. I notice accents. Oh, um, they're very Australian. Those, I do. Those Aussies, those Austies, uh, 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 Austies, uh, Austies, uh, Austies, oh, Austies, Austies, Aussie Austies. Oof. Um, I no, it was just because it's three years ago and I only watched like one episode and then I was like, can we not? Like, but at the same time, I don't want to. Um, it's not that I find it in any like. It was just like it's just a bit heart heartbreaking actually. It's just you know watching these people try to connect and it's it's really hard you know to yeah. like and when it's different different types of um, different people on different parts of the spectrum. It's like. And just seeing the kind of and the loneliness that it talks about that was yeah. that was just like ah oh, that's what but in, but you don't want to be pitying them because it's like that's not that's not the point of it but it kind of that's a yeah yeah so there's that's an interesting show mm. because I have had like very deeply empathic highly intelligent friends tell me to watch it because they're like it's so touching. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I have I've watched maybe two or three episodes and I, I thought this is very touching. Like it's it's heart wrenching actually. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, the way that reality TV like the production is always like like the the way that they add music at certain times. Yeah. And they've got the moms in there and mm. it's somehow it's just so it exposes these people on such a deep level that I feel they're maybe not aware is mm-hmm. there maybe they can never be aware of how exposed yeah. they are yeah. even if they're ex- being exposed and people are having a, a loving response it's like that might I don't think that's fair to them yeah 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 I I, I yeah I yeah I don't know all the ins and outs of how it's put together and uh, what they're told and you know, and I also think like yeah, like the carrot of you might meet someone is mm, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. I'd say that's definitely what what's motivating the the con- not contestants but the participants. Right, because they're so their their intentions are so genuine. Yeah. They're oh, really, heartbreaking. They're really motivated to fall in love. And in that sense, it's like wow, yeah. There's there's the the authenticity of these people. These people is so different to the people that you'll see on other dating shows yeah, or yeah. on other reality shows where yeah, you know, like like yeah, like mm. yeah, exactly. That's really well said. I I think that really captures it. Is that there's this authenticity that it just like you're uh, it's almost grating mm, yeah, how authentic yeah, 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 they are yeah. and that's what that's what hurts when you watch them is yeah. that this is it's so earnest yeah exactly um yeah and then these other like people who do these shows are i just they these have assholes these, <laughs> these assholes yeah <laughs> although i do like the bachelor sometimes oh look every it's, so often i'll poke oh, my head in so and i'm bad. just like that's what they're doing oh yeah <laughs> like, yeah. I, I like her. Oh, I like her, but she—it's fun to just get like really because you get very high school. That's the fun of that is that you can get in very, it's very like high, high school. school gossip mind where you're like, well, I like that's the fun of watching Laguna Beach is I can go to Patrick and I can be like, Elsie really deserves to be with Stephen, but Stephen like doesn't treat her right, and then <laughs> like I, I don't like. <laughs> 
But Steven also, like, you know, he's still deliberating between Kristen and Elsie, and I feel like he really needs to make a decision. <laughs> like, That's it's great. great. It's really fun. It's just such it's trash. Really yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I think like, there's a place for this kind of TV, and I think it's... It's, um, I don't know. Like, you can't always be watching these fucking Emily in Paris's or these, like, nice put-together films. Like, I think real- I think it's good that we have reality TV. I think it's here. I think it's here. Regardless of whether it. it's good or not, it's mm. here. It exists. It exists. But we can enjoy it, and there's the solid reasons why. Wow, the moon is really... Yeah, anyway, this is not good um listening content but we're gonna need to wrap up because i oh, we got okay. shows to go to yeah we got shows we got shows we got shows before ho- shows before hose Show, as well, we say we got the, the hose before the shows but right, then right yeah but then the shows before hose. we cut it short with the hose <laughs> because for the shows the, the shows can't sacrifice the shows exactly for the hose yeah something horrible happened uh the recording stopped at some point but i'm filming it so i don't know why it stopped it's so weird I must have accidentally pushed it, but I'll get the audio from the iPhone. So not from the, yeah. Cool. That's all right. Um, Well, do we have, do we have anything we needed to, any untied ends that need tying? Well, I feel like we tied up all the ends that we started with in this conversation. I think so. Um, If there's anything that we wanted to talk about. Um... I don't know. I mean, we can always talk about Buddhism. We can always talk about... I mean, I've got, like, just endless bad experiences I can uh, <laughs> tell people about, right? Nah, that's not... That's <laughs> but a, I don't think that we should open we that can up. Save, we can save that. We can yeah. totally save that. No, I think we're going to wrap it up. And we can always do another one as well. Yes, we can. We can do a third we, one. Yeah, we can... You know, we've shown the listeners from... The first episode, that, a second episode is possible. It's possible. And who knows, a third or a fourth. Oh, my third New Year's resolution. Oh, yes. Is to walk every day, even if... So I, I have to run on the weekends because it's too dark to run in the park yeah. after work. It's raping. But it's like, because of the raping. Yeah. Yes, of course. It's very raping, mm-hmm. rapey outside. It's very rapey. From, um, 3 p.m., from like 3.30 p.m., it's raping. I know. We don't like, I feel like that's a conversation that needs to be had is that women in Northern Europe or the Northern like hemisphere, hemisphere lose their rights by the time change. Yes. Like that's why we shouldn't have the time changes because it affects our freedom. Like Absolutely. I can't go to the park anymore after four. Yeah. I, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's actually... Like, that's I like have to change how I navigate issue. where I go. Like, I won't take that path on Google Maps. Yeah. That's <laughs> because crazy. Of the, because at of the four. Line. Like, yeah. it's okay. Fine. If it's if it's like seven or eight, it's like, all right. But at least I had the whole day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had time Even after work. 6 p.m., like an hour after work, if you're finishing at five. Okay. But like, when it's 4 p.m., it's like, okay, I can't go to... The, yeah. I can't do these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I think that's a, that's, that's actually, issue. that is something that like, that is a good argument against daylight savings changing. Oh, but it's for women, so it's got no traction. <laughs> it's going nowhere. That's a good point. But um, it's you, fucked. It's uh, really fucked. It I can't, fucked. like, during the winter, I can't work out. I gotta... Yeah. I gotta, I'm gonna like chub up, and that's just the well, it's that's just the just, reality. Uh, the reality of that's it. your other rape prevention. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh my god, that's really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> no, 
I'm you're not just gonna be sorry. too unattractive to rape. I'm not sorry. I'm too unattractive to rape. I'm too chubby. Where I you? I mean, like, which one of these folds is my vagina? You know, try and find it. Try them all. <laughs> um, I I put on weight in winter because I usually ride my bike everywhere, and in winter I just I I'm too uncomfortable. Yeah. Like yeah. like because it's so cold, you'll sweat and then you stop and then the sweat has makes you like you're wet and then it's super fucking cold. Like I can't. Yeah. yeah. And then the ice eat. No. So I just like I just yeah. get a I just get a bit round in winter and that's just how it is and uh that's also my rape prevention oh god rape prevention mm. sponsored it's, just stop doing anything just, just stop just fill your fridge <laughs> <laughs> just and your holes yeah. at home don't go into the park okay. mm. don't go into the park but unless you're fat unless um, you're fat yeah oh, i can't believe we're saying this well but we're talking about ourselves I know, I know. I just, I, the, the horrible thought just came into my head of like, if there's like a weight um, scale of like rape, oh, this is really bad. I'm going to stop. Interesting. You know, actually, I'm reading, okay, this is kind of like, this would be a whole other topic in itself, but I'm reading this really fascinating post liberal feminist book called um, A Case Against the Sexual Revolution. Uh And uh, one of the topics is actually the... This is very triggering. And if I don't explain it right, everyone's just going to be upset and having flashbacks about So just race into it, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to... So, yeah. So, like, a bull in the china shop. Here I go. Um, Mm. It's about how uh, there are statistics that... Teenage girls are the highest, they're, they're the group that's most likely to be raped. Mm-hmm. And the group that's doing it is men under 25. Yeah. It rarely happens, like it does happen over the age of, you know, it happens to girls who are not teenagers, but Absolutely. mostly um, to teenage girls. And it happens like with older men, but mostly with men under 25. And uh, if you, go into the biological or evolutionary kind of theories behind this, it's that there are certain men with a biological predisposition to be turned on by violence and mm-hmm. um, to, like, like they have a disposition to rape, and those are the rapists, and they can't be reformed. That's the, that's the thing. So because the, like what okay. well, violence is different to consent but yeah well yeah that's that's true but yeah. um it's the it is the fact of uh the sex being violent and violent in the way that this girl doesn't want it mm, um yeah. and uh anyway so one of the the studies that the author uh refers to is how uh statistically it's a specific group of women that get raped it's the hottest ones the teenagers um and then uh what i was just going to say is that the reason she brings this up is not to say like because a lot of the time when the evolutionary function of rape comes up it's to justify rape but she brings it up to be like we have to look at the fact that there is an evolutionary or biological element to it Mm. but and if we don't look at it then we're going to keep addressing it in ways that are delusional and don't work Mm -hmm. like just by teaching consent you can't teach consent to the group of men that do it that's her argument and statistically and through all this research it shows this is just what she Mm -hmm. says Mm -hmm. that it can't and i don't i don't Mm -hmm. know if i agree or not but it's really interesting and that um what we need to do is respond to how do you deal with like as a society 
we can really serve women by responding to how do you deal with a group of people that won't control their impulses. Yes. That have these impulses and will not control yes. them. Yes. Um, Same and with pedophilia. Same ex- with, exactly. Yeah. And we, but we need to look at the hard truth, the devastating, mm. terrifying truth of that in order to address it adequately. So yeah. anyway, in terms of statistics on age and rape, yeah. um, body type yeah. and rape, there's it's the probably hot, all that stuff out there. It's the, it's the hot girls. It's hotties. The yeah. hotties are getting... Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We're going to wrap it up on that note. Oh, yeah. This winter. This <laughs> winter. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe change the stats, guys. Um, fat girls, get into those parks. <laughs> happen to anyone who's hot and getting fat, <laughs> and getting fat can happen to anyone even yeah. who's hot exactly so you know like this is a very even playing field very even <laughs> oh my god this is the perfect hot girls beware hot girls beware <laughs> it's gonna end one way or another yeah your numbers are going down <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna end well either way <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, wrapping it up. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Sophia. Oh, maybe I'll just plug my shows. Please. Um, I have two shows on Tuesday. I have Little Bastards at Valentine Strubel, um that I produced and host. It's a lineup of eight comedians. They're always great. And then on Wednesday is Risky Business at Funkloch. And uh, it's a good rowdy time at both of them. Fuck yeah. I, uh, I love... I love, yeah. I love, fuck yeah, I love Risky Business. I haven't done Little Bastards yet. I'm going to get onto it because that's a newer show. It's so. very similar, except yeah. with a less glamorous Yeah, Valentin Stuber, I, um, what, what a venue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you so much and goodbye.